Slice Audio. Yeah, indeed. Back at it, it's Book of Murdoch. Follow it at MurdochJones.com. Uh, you know what I've been listening to lately? Been listening to, uh, you know who's got the best cover of Springsteen's Atlantic City? It's the band. Go listen to, I'll put it on the, there's a Book of Murdoch playlist on the Spotify. Give that a search. We're going to throw a little band music in there. Listen to a weird mix lately. Although, hold on. There I'm I love I love different covers of songs, right? Um th- th- a lot of people have covered Atlantic City. There's a, there's a newer band called I might fuck this up. It's called The River Kittens, The River Kittens. Listen to their cover of Atlantic City, especially if you like the band's version of it. Weird mix in the playlist. I've also discovered I love. Turns out, as 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 the whitest fella in the universe, possibly, I'm a fan of Killer Mike and and Run the Jewels. Like, can't get enough of it. I missed all this like good 2010 to 2018 hip hop that I'm like slowly catching up on. That's the thing, man. You just gotta keep running the marathon. You don't have to win the race in your 40s. You just got to keep keep moving your feet. Just to balance this out so I'm not like, oh, listen to how cool I am. I'm listening to hip-hop you've never heard of. <clears throat> That's all. This is going to get embarrassing. I've been listening. <laughs> so <clears throat> I work at a company called the Home Slice Group, and we do a lot of concerts and stuff. And so we're doing uh, – we also have some, we have some radio stations here in wonderful Black Hills of South Dakota – and we often get to help promote concerts. And Chicago is coming to town. So, like, fucking, I mean, you know, like, I grew up, the first instrument I learned how to play was the baritone. And again, if you didn't notice, white as white can be. So there's a certain amount of that I just can't help enjoying Chicago because it's yacht rock. Do you tell me? You won't listen to 25 or 6 to 4 and not be like, yeah, come on, Nance. We're <laughs> we're going to leave the slacks in the closet. Give me the jeans and the new balances. We're going to Chicago and rocking out. <laughs> Just tapping the old NBs to Satara. Oh, it's not Satara anymore. Satara ain't fucking around. Um, welcome to, welcome to the book of Murdoch. Uh, where should we start today? What's a happening? Ukraine stuff's still going on. I still have nothing to add. I just feel like I'm going to shut the fuck up about it. I saw a great concert. I, you know, get to, in our, in our gig, we get to see a lot of live events and shows, which is super cool. But, um, Sometimes it's fun just to go as like a, not to be a douche about it, but like just to kind of go as a citizen, you know, guy by the name of John Craigie came and did a, did a show at a brewery here in town and it was really badass. And like, I didn't, you know, bought the ticket and stood in standing room only because I was a stupid ass and just, you know, my privilege assumed I would get tickets, you know, because I don't, I forgot that you, you have to pay for tickets and stuff. I don't know, that sounds so, whatever. Anyways, John Craigie, it was a good show. What else is happening? Um, I was driving on the freeway, or the interstate, as we call it in the prairies. I was driving on the interstate the other day, and, uh, don't you know, and I drove, I passed a limo, like a limousine, like a big white stretch limousine with super tinted windows and like a a person who would who looked like they would rather be doing almost anything else on earth driving (laughs) said limo i limos are stupid limos are the 
Ed Hardy t-shirt of transportation. You know, like... <laughs> Get your white Oakleys. And your Ed Hardy t-shirts. Affliction. Affliction would work, too. Uh, uh, the... the <laughs> if limos are the Ed Hardy t-shirts of transportation. The Hummer limo is certainly the afflict the bedazzled <laughs> affliction shirt. You fucking dorks. I just don't, you know. Th- and this isn't like a oh, only a true fancy man rides in a in a Lincoln. Like I don't mean it that way. I just I'm not against like lifts and that kind of stuff. I I'm 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 a fan. I just can't think of like the situation, you know, where it's like, hey, it's the bachelor party or the wedding par- party. I suppose you're still locked into that situation because it's not like you, can, you know, the party bus. That's a that's a that's an excusable pass of a public transportation. The limo is just, you know, It's had its time. It's the fax machine. It's Kodak. Had a good run, the limo. The buggy had a good run, too. Maybe one day there'll be just like, you know, historic limo museums. That's certainly something that could exist in, like, Reno. (laughs) That probably already exists in Reno. The limo museum. (laughs) All right, what else? My friend got a breast reduction because, uh, like, that, that something you don't know as a man growing up that constantly focuses on boobs is apparently <clears throat> they hurt your back as a woman, and that's a bummer and ruins a lot of things in your life. Learned that. Also learned that it's a lot less, like, I was hoping mostly for the, like, banjo record album title called 10 Pounds of Titty Meat. I think that'd be a, you know, that's a great country record, right? Two, ten pounds of titty meat. Turns out it was two pounds of titty meat, which is still a good record title. <clears throat> better a uh, better song title, two pounds of titty meat. You can go a lot of places with that. My songwriting friends, feel free to use it as your own. Um, here's a, here's a, been a lot of interesting meetings lately. So like a lot of my world, maybe some of you listen for this, I guess is like, you know, we're, we're a marketing, we're, we're in advertising, we're in brands, we're in image, we're in tactics and media and it's, it's a lot of fun. Right. But like I've had a, I don't know if I would. I don't know if I have the experience or like the the wisdom swagger to call this an epiphany. And certainly there are smart people, you know, who are actually smart who have figured this out, but for those of you that are small business owners, in my line, we generally have two types of meetings. You can you can have the meeting where you talk about the plan and the future and your goals and how great it is and, and like, what are the opportunities? Not sunshining it, right? Not like everything's fine and there aren't any issues. But, like, uh, you know, there. I guess it boils down to there are either companies looking for a trusted partner or companies are in there only to take the meeting to try to bitch about things. And they don't really want to find solutions. They mostly just want to bitch about things. Th- those of you in the media that are that listen to this too, this is our own fault, right? Like the advertising industry through the through the media's that exist. I, and I guess I I don't know I don't know shit about newspapers. I guess so I don't know if I can include them, but certainly broadcast and and digital media. You you've all business owners have all been trained to like 
bitch, bitch, bitch till it till it's down till nothing is till it's never gonna work, right? That's how. And then that and like, oh yeah, I got that ad buy down to four hundred bucks or whatever it is, right? None of you are gonna make it past the the blinding glare of the of blunt abilities or lack thereof of customer service through the digital age because you won't do anything about it and actually it has less to do with the digital age and more to do about the next generation of consumers think you're a bunch of assholes because you won't meet them in the middle on anything and it's less ageist i don't necessarily mean it all generationally some of it's just your outlook on life i'd assume it's the same you know what i mean like if you're if you're doing this to your media partners are you also doing this to your plumber because you know that sucks too for everybody around but those of you that are business owners i would implore you to realize the depth and width of experience you have in the people trying to sell you media now i also mean that certainly means you should buy some of it because for a variety of different reasons i know i'm right but, like, <clears throat> the goal of the meeting shouldn't be to, like, look at, look, at, look at how adversarial it is. Because then every meeting every month is adversarial. That's the goal of the meeting. Everybody walks into it adversarial. I've never in my lifetime that I can remember, not that I'm perfect, not that I haven't made huge mistakes. I'm a dummy. I make mistakes all the time. But long term, stretch out the timeline and find trusted partners. I can't find one partner client I've ever worked with where we've missed the ball where both parties walk into it wanting it to work everybody makes more money me them and like here's I think the future I think right away the media can look back at those two types of meetings and staff appropriately And so I hear a lot of, you know, I never hear a lot of good ideas from my radio person or my newspaper person. I just don't hear the good ideas anymore. And that's certainly probably true, right? Like, I'm sure my inbox is going to get filled. There's a bunch of Facebook messages that I can't read because I'm not on Facebook anymore because I can't be. But, like, I'm certainly they're there an hour after I post this some bitch. Hey, here's Bud. This happened here, Bud. And, like, you're right. I'm not saying you're not right in those individualistic instances, if individualistic is a word. Um, I, You know, you lump it all as a whole. Again, if you widen out the data plots and get enough data, you can't bullshit this. Part of the reason you didn't get the really good ideas is because a lot of the times you were given maybe even opportunities for bad ideas in previous instances, you had the horse blinders on of some dumb whatever dumb bullshit reason you use so like i'm not blaming this all on small businesses it's media's fault it got here as a whole especially in rural media um you know that's that that's it's partially generational there but less than that like the media as a whole through corporate consolidation lost its ability to know what the fuck they were talking about they've gotten it back but they've lost it so you know it's it's up to the media now to fix it but no one's gonna fix it by the people who believe in the future of their business and want to try things will be the ones that set the tone Everyone else is just there, you know, the rest of you guys buy weathers. You buy, but you go buy your billboards, go buy your park bench. Not that billboards don't work in instances, but like, you know, put your face on the fucking grocery carts because that's all you want to do. That's not the media's fault. Just because you're lazy and a little bit of a dick sometimes doesn't mean the media should bow to you to then bring you good ideas. Cheap bastards don't get good ideas. Sorry. It's time for the media to start saying that. Now, you got to back it up, right? And then if you if you don't hit the mark, you got to do everything you can to fix it. Like, that doesn't mean every sale is going to work, right? There's no every, – every, 
every retail owner in the universe has had the bad weekend and the and the variables of how that's tracked are just not tracked and so they you know well obviously that didn't work look what we did Mm, that's not quite how this works but you know you can listen to me not listen to me (laughs) there it look think of it this way right like I firmly believe this. Think of any business like car dealer, spa dealer, lawyer, real estate agent, service line business. You know, there's there's three hot tub dudes in your town right now, plus the internet. In five years, there will be two, probably one, hot tub place in town, plus the internet. The difference will be the people who do something now. Let that sink in for a bit. <laughs> I'm really glad winter's about over. We can, we need a little brightness in this in the <laughs> in this podcast, right? Like, ah, that's enough snow days. It's enough gloom outlook. God, remember snow days when you were a kid? You have snow days now, and you're an adult. Where we live here, it snows. Some of you, it does snow. Let me tell you about snow days. You know, snow days as an adult are cool. Like, ah, we're snowed in, but, like, you know, it's up to you to shovel it, and your back sucks, so that's less fun. But even if you get those few hours where it's like, ah, snow day, you know, a snow day doesn't remove the the near bankruptcy you had during the 08 Depression, right? Like, that that doesn't fix anything. The joy... Of the nine-year-old, like, let me give you the media perspective of, what, of like, you know, my boys don't understand this because they were instantaneously told on a cell phone the minute they had a snow day. That's, which is cool, which is cool in its own right, right? Like, you get a dedicated message personalized to you. Hey, dude, go back to bed. You don't have to do shit today. But, like, in my, in the 90s version of this, it was fun. So, like... You would get up. In my world, you'd get up, not to be like, when I'm back in my day, we walked uphill. But, like, you'd have to get up and scoop snow. I grew up in the town of 700. You get, you don't have a choice. As soon as you're eight and your legs work, fucking scoop some snow. But, <laughs> but like, okay, so you go in and you pour a big bowl of, of well, we would buy the generic Malto meal Fruity Loops because, like, you know, that's just who we were as a people. I still do it to this day. No shame. And so then you'd watch the 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 morning news scroller and oh god all they would be talking about was the most boring shit you've ever heard of they just wouldn't shut up you just wait for the scroller and it was all alphabetical right so i grew up in alcester you know if you listen to this show and uh and so you have to wait to the a's you catch it on the on the c's you'd have to wait oh my goodness i have to wait and like where we live it's filled every seven minutes. There's a little town of 400. That's what South Dakota is, more or less. It's seven minutes, or eh, more. let's call it 15. 15 minutes, there's a town of 400, plus or minus, you know, some thousands. That's it. That's the state of South Dakota. So there's a bajillion little towns. And, like, my mom, handed Jesus, went to a rural school. The You know the school that you see on, like, <laughs> fucking, uh, what's it, the Laura Ingalls Wilder show? Little, little little house on the prairie, the little school they go to with like the two rooms, boom. My mom's a young woman too, right? Like she's not 106. So, you know they had we're, we're rednecks. My parents had all us kids, and we, they were teenagers mostly. <laughs> you know, you'd see the school, Elsister, oh, Elsister Hudson, no school. It would be like it was. It was. It, I, when you're nine, that's what Christ coming out of the cave and rolling out the stone looks like, man. Because that's how much. That's how glorious it is. Like, yes, fuck math. It's not like that in as adult. That's the ultimate happy. Like that's a that's a great happiness. The snow day. The child snow day. That's an epic happy that epic there's epic happy that doesn't mean there is an epic happy as adults right like i feel that now differently but like there's a certain i don't know man there's a certain joy level that came with a nine-year-old snow day crave it now as i'm teeing off on the back nine
So yeah, I'm not on the Facebook still. I can't get on. I I like tried to log in. I've sent him my ID a bunch of times. If anyone at Facebook listens to this, you want to do me a solid, you know, you can dig around and find me. I I don't miss it. At this point, I it's like three or four months now, right? So like now, I don't I don't. There's none of me craves it, like I like I felt in the beginning. I now I think know what heroin dealers go through. That was a fucking tough one. Like I have in I have the methadone of Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat, right? So I'm still you know I'm California sober when it comes to social media. But getting off Facebook, man, that was rough. Like I still a little bit to this day. This must be what like <laughs> do you know like alcoholics who haven't drank in 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 well I guess months call it months right and you you know you get done with your meal and like oh, fuck it'd be great to have a glass of wine right now that I that's what I meant and and it's little things nice things too right like I I I would my niece has some kid version of Messenger that you know doesn't let rapists in or however that works I have, I don't know, I have adult children I don't have to worry about this and so you you can you can talk to like a you know family like trusted members of family. And I kind of liked having like a direct, you know, anytime I want shot to my niece. That was fun. Play little drawing games. You know, you're sitting at home at night. It's 9 o'clock at night. And, I'm, you know, you're just baked. And <laughs> you get a little drawing game. And I'm just picturing her kind of under the covers and like wholesomely supposed to be asleep and fucking around on her phone. I think that's kind of funny. Also, I like, you know, what's better than some bitching advice from Uncle Bread? That's what they call me. Uncle Bread, Uncle Bread's got some sweet advice on the Facebook, <laughs> especially around nine fifteen at night, right before bedtime, as the as the as <laughs> as the thin mints get opened. <laughs> Fucking chock full of advice around that time of night. Uh, <laughs> oh, what else is going on? Um, here's some news, some South, I like to update some of you non-South Dakotans on South Dakota news. This is like a, you know, a real dumb version of, you know, Prairie Home Companion, maybe. So like, we, we as a people passed recreational marijuana uh, on a thing called Amendment A last November as a people by a 54%, by majority. At the same time, we also passed medical marijuana. By by like a fuckload by sixty eight percent. It's some part. This is a real stat. I think. Thir- I want to say it's thirty thousand more people voted for medical marijuana than voted for Donald J Trump, or if that's fucking initials, in this state. And we're. I gotta say, man, we're Trumpy. Like I've probably lost friends because of this podcast because I think that guy is gonna ruin America. But like you know, here we are. Th- that being said, thirty thousand people still voted for medical weed. So what does our state functionally do? We litigate the constitutionality of the recreational pot, which, you know, if I could be their lawyer, I kind of get it a little bit. So I'm not being too harsh on that part of it. But, you know, the states, what I don't think some of the state sees is how this is going to affect them uh, come, come election time. Like, I think there's a lot of, you know, when you when you Google like old white Republican and kind of look at images, I, I just I I'm I'm picturing a lot of South Dakota legislators. Hey man, I'm one of them. I get it. I'm with I'm on the team. Uh, but you know, I don't think they realize in areas where there's a lot of young voters, like you might all of a sudden lose a primary or at least have a primary contest or certainly have a bigger fight in the general. Even in South Dakota where there are no kidding. 11 elected Democrats in our state capitol. Again, I know I've said this before, but there are more fucking homeless people in our state capitol than there are Democrats. And then you still hear (laughs) our conservative leaders like, the liberal plague is coming to get us. Like, fucking where? Where where could it possibly be? The only thing that's left are the cockroaches and these 11 dudes. Some of which are my favorite people on earth, by the way, because they're, you know, they're endangered species. They're Democrats in a conservative state. It, we're like, we're in a time where half, not half, it's like something like 25% of the Republicans believe some version of the Democratic cabal. And it's like, that's scary. That's just not true. <laughs> Those people are on the moon. Um, hey, man, 
man. That's pretty good. I didn't get too into politics until about 20-ish minutes in. That's not bad for me. Um, so yeah, we pass this, uh, cannabis and then we, and then we sue it. So recreate, you can no longer smoke the recreational marijuana here. I mean, you'll be able to eventually, cause this will overwhelmingly pass on some ballot issue or something, but it's like, it'll take a year or two. And I, you know, the, here's how I know I can be cocky about this. Do you know who's bitching about this the most to me? So like, you know, I, I'm, I, you know, grossly a little good at the, some of this politics stuff which is a disgusting thing to be good at but here we are and so you hear a lot of gossip and you hear a lot of complaints and <clears throat> you know you talk to a lot of these dudes the number one uh de- demographic of people bitching to me that they can't just go on the sly go buy weed recreationally are not the 23 year old uh this is a gateway drug billy put the fucking turkey in the bathtub and the baby in the oven demographic the people bitching to me the most about this are old white dudes because they were really hoping to finally be able to see what it's like to go to the pot store and buy pot and like not get a bunch of shit about it from baptist billy over there that's what's there's there's your i don't know I, i assume all you people like People are moving to the state by the hundreds, by the bucket loads because of our governor. And, like, that's pretty good, man. It's, it's a state people are coming to. I don't think some of those people are the are some of those people. I, I don't want to say with this. I, the majority of those. This is this is my this is the whole podcast, right? Like nine out of ten of those people are bitching. But I don't know if they know. <laughs> Like a lot of people don't know how conservative and or cold it gets in South Dakota until February, and they go and they see our legislation put out some of the bills they put out and and see some of the things we get on the national news for that it just isn't about you don't have to wear a fucking mask right and like there's a lot to live into an area other than do I have to wear a mask before I talk to the major D, and, and like you hear a lot of them go. Yeah, really, and that's good. That's what we need. We need a little, you know couple more places that serve aioli ain't gonna kill anybody around this joint but at the same time you know who gets covered this is what this is what all my democratic friends say they don't talk about the nine that are bitching they talk about the one dude who spray painted like you know i'm on putin's side on the fucking side of his 93 toyota corolla and it's covered in fucking QAnon stickers and like that's the guy they talk about well that's not the guy that's a guy that's not the norm the norm just moved here because you know they made a lot of money in the real estate apparently you can move your saudi arabian trust to this state after you've lopped off six or seven heads no one's going to give a shit so like apparently we're a tax haven for billionaires go for it but like even those guys you know, even the Bilderberg people move here and be like, hmm, they're still talking about that? No. <laughs> um, there's your South Dakota news, I guess. Talk to the, how's your health? We got, like, I don't, like, I don't mean any of this as, ooh, look how awesome I am. Trust me. That's not what any of this show is about. But, like, uh, you know, I want I want you to be thinking about how your mental and physical health is as a part of this show, as dumb as that sounds. I don't mean any of that as some life coachy dipshit way, but like, you know, uh, I, I, in the in a in a real manly way, it's important that everybody starts talking about their physical and mental health because it's the one it's like it's killing America. It's the school shootings. It's the diabetes like. You know, and I'm not being like, this isn't, you know, do not have to be Jack Lane, juice all your juice and pull a fucking truck with your teeth. I'm talking simple stuff, like check in a little, 10% better, and that fixes a lot of damage. Anyways, I think about all that, or or a lot of this is just me realizing my mortality, so I think that my health muscles are kicking in. Back to the hot yoga, though. Come try some hot yoga, dude. Here, check this out. I did it last night. No, two nights ago. There was a time in the middle, and it's like not like you're in there for three de- three hours. It's a sixty minute class, but I had I haven't felt this since like high school football. Oh my god, I'm gonna throw up. The last time I felt it was the first time I went into a mixed martial arts jujitsu class, and I was three <laughs> I was three hundred pounds, and I was like I'm gonna change my life. A lot of this is the, this is what I'll call the Joe Rogan version of Murdoch. 
we had a few Joe Rogan years, you know. I needed it. <clears throat> Anyways, I that oh my, I've physically moved so much. I'm going to vomit. I ain't felt that in a long time, and it's terrifying what's happening. It's like oh my god, you can't do this in a hot yoga class. You're surrounded by sweaty people. Who, are, who in your mind are awesome at this, and here you are, fat tits, just puking on your mat. <laughs> it's like, so, you, you know, I had to mentally focus on that for a bit. But then I went, you know, I lifted some weights. I went back to the gym, pumped some iron, Hans and Franz style. I have been in the gym for a while. That was a, this is the thing. Actually, this is why I want to talk about this. Like, you know why no one go? a lot of people don't go to the gym because you're like, oh, my buckets, I'm looking how pale fat gross i am i can't lift anything everyone's gonna stare at me that's real that's like that's something that you know i don't think that ever probably goes away sure you gotta get through that though that's silly mostly the why is funny because the locker room is just constantly filled with old male nudity and that's you know that's still on brand learn that's still true it's uh, the ymca steam room update still very old and still very nude but, like, you know, I'm here for it. I felt old. That is something I noticed. I, like, I, I, the, you know, maybe it was just, maybe it was teenager night at the gym, but, like, not in a, not in a, I'm too old for this. I just, not in even in a stressful way. I remember turning 40, and if I would have went to the gym, it would have been packed for young people. There would have been, not like, oh, my God, I can't do this. Just something, ah, I just, you know, mortality's coming. I was pretty calm about it this time around. I think that's kind of healthy, right? Like, that, that, that's, that's, here I am, just saving money on a therapist by talking to you people. But, like, I wasn't bothered by that part of it. I was more just, oh, no. This is how I know I'm getting old. I was more curmudgingly annoyed, like, ugh, to wait for a machine. Here I am. I haven't been to the Y in 18 years. You know, COVID, I'll shut it down. I haven't been to the gym. I show up for 20 minutes, and I'm like, I have to wait for the lap pull-down machine. This is bullshit. <laughs> Just calm down. Admit that you are nervous because you haven't been there in a million years. I did have to buy, oh, I haven't had to do this for a long time. When's the last time you had to go, go buy gym shoes, like real gym shoes? I had to go to the store and buy gym shoes. I had this, it's, I, it was just, it was just like when you're 14. And, you know, when we were, when I was 14, it was Adidas, man. Everybody had Adidas. And Reebok Pump, that was the other thing. But, like, we were poor, and I'm sure I was an asshole about it. So, like, I'm sure my parents were, you know. What a what an ungrateful shitty little brat at the time. But like you know what I mean. All we could afford were the four stripe generic Walmart Adidas because we couldn't afford the Adidas. <laughs> we couldn't afford the Adidas Adidas. Or they or like there was a there was a generic pump shoe that was like, oof, real ugly looking. But you know that's all they could swing, and they're doing the best they can. You see that now. You just don't see that when when you're oh my god, no one's gonna think I'm cool. Cause I, cause I have the four striped generic Adidas, which is, yeah, that there's a, the version of that at 41 is this, <clears throat> Hey, what are you looking for? It's like, I don't know. I'm going to the gym to lift weights. So I suppose something, you know, something I can warm up in and then lift some weights. Like, yeah, cool. And they start cause of my, cause of my snowy white hair, they start heading towards the ASICs new balance. And I'm like, I got it. Okay. Let's, here's what I'm really looking for. We have to shut up. We had to, we had to hit the reset button. I don't want to look like fucking Ted going out to mow the lawn in big white socks. So give me something I can do that in, and I'm not going to look like a total fucking dork. And so that's how I chose my. I didn't even look what they. I didn't even ask what they cost. Barely. I just needed shoes where I didn't look <laughs> look like I was heading to the Chicago concert. But you know, I'm jamming to the to the Chicago. Maybe I should just accept my fate. Give me some NBs, baby. Not yet. Can't do it. Ooh, I also thought of this. I need to, I need to, if any of you want to help me angle a way to get on some television interviews, I'll, I'll take it. Like from time to time, you know, for events or stupid things I talk at or whatever, you get out, you get on a TV interview. Nobody in the television interviews is ever interested in what I have to say. That's not a bitch, by the way. Like I get it. You're just doing a job. You're the reporter. So I often end up on a lot of B-roll, right? The best one, my favorite B-roll ever is there, <laughs> We did a bit 100 years ago 
where we where, uh, the government was shut down. I think it was sometime during Obama's second term. There was a there was a government shutdown. So you know we 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 so we get to do a lot of stuff with a fun restaurant in in the middle of Sturgis. That's a really bitchin' Sturgis rally bar you should visit called the Loud American Roadhouse. So we came up with this bit called the Shutdown Burger, and it's just this big, gross, disgusting burger. None of that mattered. But there was a real slow news day, and so somebody came up, and they're like, this restaurant came up with a Shutdown Burger. And that's one of those stories that will trigger what's called the AP wire. So, like, this goofy viral stuff from time to time will, like, pop. And so, like, this Shutdown Burger story, which was a gag, right? Like, it wasn't a real thing. We weren't really mad. We were just, you know, we're trying to sell a title fight here. So, we're, you know, here's a bit. And it became like this app real thing we had to act about. And so the re- the reporter comes and is like, hello, so like spell out your name and give us your title. And like I never really think they're paying attention to these things because I always know they'll catch it in the editor room. So I go, you know, my name's Murdoch and I'm the vice president of Tiki Torches. And then on the- <laughs> and then on the story in the news, the news guy's like Tiki Torch Vice President Murdoch said, da, 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 da. And then, and, you know, then they go to B-roll and they don't, they don't really, it was just also silly. But that popped on an AP wire. So they're like Wisconsin and Hawaii and Kentucky. It's here's this, you know, Vice President, Tiki Torch Vice President. I say that to say this. Every time I get on one of these things and then I see it on television, I'm reminded of how much I hate my fat neck and like it's it's a real shameful way to do it all but it's effective for me I think in a healthy way if every quarter or so I can get my ass on a television interview and then I can see myself and be pretty disgusted I think that's a pretty good health plan that's my 2022 <laughs> just look at look at your fat face and your fat tits get in the gym That's actually not my goal. My phys- I said, I, this is silly. I'll say, this is silly, so I'll say it. My goal for 2022 is to not get fat again. I've been on a lot of, like, you know what I mean? You get, you get, you, you drop. So, like, last year I dropped, I don't know, like, not quite 70 maybe. And then, and then, you know, like, a lot of people do that. And then two years later, they're like, well, you know, I couldn't change my mental habits. And I fucking love cheeseburgers. So, here I am 78 pounds later. That's my deal, right? I'm up and down to that thing. I, w- I want to level out the, the hill and just stay on the plane. I'm good with that. That's just, you know, that's doable, right? Oh, and I want to, <laughs> this is dumb. I want to do a headstand in yoga. There you go. Real whimsical topics today. Jesus. I started, I thought I thought I'd do a new bit called uh, Take Backs where we look at the last episode and see if uh, I need to edit anything. Um, I did get a note saying that they liked the show, but it, they didn't think it was right for me not to call. To, I, I think there's a version of me that last week's episode could be misinterpreted as me calling Tucker Carlson not American. Fucking interpret it that way. I don't care. Tucker Carlson is a douche. Someone once said I look like him. I've never been more fucking insulted in my life. That I don't even need to get on television. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna watch Fox News for six seconds every night and watch Tucker Carlson be communist for Putin from the Putin wing of the Republican Party, and then I'll never want to look like him, and I'll <laughs> that'll give me off cheeseburgers. I, he's playing a part. It's theater. You're watching a fucking musical. Oklahoma, where the QAnon's coming down the plains. It's get out of here. If you don't understand that, I don't want to talk about it. Like this, is, and that's not a left or right thing. There's a version of this for Maddow, right? Like your hair's just more blue. Same thing exists. But it's a real, and there's a real, I don't know. It's theater, friends. Calm down. This is what I know I can be like when you're off Facebook for three months. And I refuse to watch cable news. It's just on principle. I'll I'll go to Walmart before I'll watch cable news. But, like, there's certainly a calmness to it after you're off the, the, like, addiction of it all. And then you're not, you know... Uh, somebody's told me today they thought that this is anecdotal certainly but like they thought the they thought it, they thought the harshness of facebook has gone down 
and that makes sense if you if you if you take a thirty thousand foot view of 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 the toxicity of social media. I think you'd see a I think you'd see an increase as uh, uh, as a whole, certainly year over year, but I but I think you'd see um, peaks and valleys around. It's now they're around elections of any sorts, um, and and you know, the longer we get away from the train wreck that was the last election even though it wasn't at all the calmer the waters get um oh yeah i'm not taking back shit about tucker carlson Tucker Carlson doesn't care, by the way. I don't think like that's gonna. I don't think anyone's gonna send Tucker Carlson a memo in the Putin wing of the Republican Party meeting. I'm like, hmm, you know, that guy who's trying to not be so doughy up in the Upper Midwest sure thinks you're a twat. <laughs> oh, I do have one apology from last episode. I will. I had. I there last episode there was a, there was an alarming number of mouth noises. Of like lip smacking, unnecessary mouth noises, which I sincerely apologize for. I was I I was drinking a latte while I was recording the episode, and the, you know, I, um, creamy things aren't what you should record with. Those of you looking to record things, lesson number one: don't drink creamy things while you record because your fucking mouth noises creep people out. You have my sincerest apologies. I will be mindful of that. That's takebacks from last episode. Did I miss one? Find me on anything but Facebook, and I'll probably add it to the list. Uh, not 100%, but probably. Well, I just, you know, I don't, the, I, I appreciate that there's interactivity, right? When people send a message, like, it feels good when you send a message, you read a message, hey, I love the show, that was funny, blah, blah, blah. That's all bitching, right? But, like, this is not the show for interactivity. This is my space of the world. You listen or don't. <laughs> Hello, buddy. Um, what do we want to end with? Been thinking about my next pet. That's random, but so you know, I you know, like not that I'm, you know, I got that. I got an old bulldog named Francis. Francis ain't going anywhere. Francis is in good health. But I do find, you know, as I am often talking about teeing off in the back nine of my life here, like, well, you know, what kind of what kind of place do you want to have for the next few whatevers? And what's uh, what's uh, you know, you can't just live in a place by yourself like a dink. You got to you gotta at least put an animal in there. Right. So maybe what the, what the, what's the next pet? And I got to say, without being like I don't want I'm pretty sure I'm done buying animals. I think I'm just a shelter dude from the till here. And I don't, you know, you want to buy your dog, buy your dog. I'm not I'm not like starting a crusade about it, but I just don't think I'm going to buy any more dogs. I think I'm just going to rescue some dogs from the shelter. Or but but then dogs are dog, you know, I want to travel. I don't want a yard, I don't think. I don't want to shovel snow. Ugh. I'm on a real city vibe right now. That could surely change. But that brings me to a cat. But I don't necessarily want to deal with cat hair. And by necessarily, cat hair is the reason. I don't know. Cat shit in a box in your house. There's something that just skews me out about it from time to time. It just is what it is. But, like, I like cats. Cats are great. But hair, cat hair. That's a lot of hair. Unless it's a hairless cat. And not just, like, for the bit. But I, I, I genuinely think it would, like, a hair, a hair, I'm not kidding. A hairless cat is what I'm considering for my next pet. People can get it sweaters. And I I can, you know, every Halloween I have an easy costume. Bad guy. What kind of bad guy? Whatever bad guy I want, I have a hairless cat. I can be a bad guy with a monocle. <laughs> I could be a bad guy. You know, I could be Dr. Evil. He had a hairless cat. I could be a Bond villain. No hair. I did. I read a few. Well, I read a. I read a thing that kind of skeeves me out about it. Like I think they might need like daily lotion. I'm having deja vu about talking about this before. That's the thing when you get after you know a bunch of episodes. You might you might have heard this already. You can fast forward if you have. 
I, you know, and like maybe I've talked about hairless cats. I think I find them interesting, but I've heard you got to put lotion on them like daily because they'll, you know, where we live here, like, you know, I get it. I got to put lotion on every day. So does the hairless cat, I assume. We're equally as hairy, the hairless cat and I. So that makes me not want to do it. Also, <laughs> I still haven't Googled this. I kind of refuse to because I just kind of like the lore of it all. Franny told me that hairless cats leave butthole marks because there's no, like, in a regular cat. Like, cats have weird buttholes, right? Like, they, there's a Nick Kroll bit about cats' buttholes you should listen to. But they, but I'm going to, so I'm, I'm giving, this is his line, not mine. Um, <laughs> cats' buttholes look like. Uh, the combos snack and that's true if you have a cat look at it It looks like a combos thank you nick kroll so hairless cats it's even worse it's even worse i think i i I can't google it because like imagine the ads you'll see if you google hairless cat butthole but (laughs) but that's not a that's not a that's not a campaign i want to be triggered into in any version of it all but like Apparently, they leave little grease marks. Also, they can pick up, like, a piece of paper. Not, like, on purpose, like, as a trick, but, like, more as an accident. Like, they can sit down. Like, I'm imagining in my office, the hairless cat walks by and sits down and, like, gets an ear scratch. And then when it stands up, the piece of paper. I don't even have a printer in my house. I don't know why there's going to be a stack of faxes to read, but, you know. They're <laughs> they're gonna you know they stick to the bottle and they walk away. That doesn't make that actually makes me want it more. The, but like butthole marks make me not want anything. I don't. I never want to own a pet that leaves butthole marks. But what's the difference between a butthole mark and a you know an accident on the carpet? It's all the same thing. It's just a matter of degrees, if you think about it that way. And like, what do they got? You know, they got a tail, right? It's not like they're pressing the. It's not like they go press their ass against your your living room window <laughs> just to be a dick about it. They're not Tucker Carlson. <laughs> oh shit. Um, hairless cat. That's my thought. I have years to think about this, so I can change my mind. I, you know, hopefully, anyway. Quick story from El Sester. I was talking with my friend the other day, and I was discussing the job. I had. I worked in a packing plant when I was it's like 16, 16, 16 through 19 maybe. Mostly summer stuff, but like weekends or, or like, you know, the occasional here or there. But like, yeah, man, I worked in a packing plant. Where like, so you city people that are enjoying, uh, let's say tonight you're enjoying a delicious BLT sandwich. And I love a BLT sandwich. Who doesn't love a BLT sandwich? Bacon doesn't just come that way. Bacon starts in a pen with feed and water and a grow light. <laughs> and then and then eventually, a, you know, a, a, a truck ride to a packing plant where... They become bacon. And I that's you know, that's pretty good money when you're when you're a kid looking for scraping up like I, I was scraping up things for like wheels and <laughs> and like stereo equipment. That's what you spent your money on in the nineties. And I was a wild job. I I I I, I, I there you know, I think most like the childhood job, right? It's you worked at the gap or a or you were a server or a or a or a bartender or a or a bar back or a valet or a you know farm hand or whatever version of this it is packing plant as i'm as you know you get in those deals where you're swapping stories i saw a lot of wild shit man and i didn't realize at the time that i don't that it freaks people out in this conversation and they're you know they're a little bit of a square no judgment and i'm like yeah man i watched a dude eat a liver bile sack once and <laughs> and they're like you did what and there is this filipino dude i think filipino dude and he and he worked 
he worked in the gut lane, which is its own story. But his job basically all day was to cut out the liver of a pig. And he throw it down the liver chute. Even as I'm saying these things, there are some of you who are like, what the fuck's the liver chute? <laughs> so, you know, you, like, you, as the, okay, let's back up a little bit. We're going in a lot of directions. Let's go back. Let's back up to how the packing plant works. Pig comes into the barn. Pig, pig takes his unfortunate last breath. And right away, a bunch of people get to work on making bacon. And remember, even though some of this is a bummer, don't forget how delicious bacon is. Bacon is fantastic. Okay. Uh, I'll give you the cliff notes of what happens to the pig. First, the pig gets uh, drained of its blood because, like, otherwise the meat will go bad. And then it goes through a thing where it loosens its skin. And then it goes through this little whirly bird thing that, like, gets (laughs) gets the hair and kind of skin off, you know. And then, uh, and then, uh, uh, I kind of forget where else. it eventually gets to a guy who eventually has to kind of split the hog in half. And, and that's a, that's a real job. Like you gotta, no one ever talks about Mike Rose should do a dirty jobs episode where he talks to the Mexican dude, because he's the only dude with the balls that work that hard anymore in these little small towns. Right. And like that dude never speaks English, but that dude every morning gets up at four, whatever, and runs a. 50 pound chainsaw splitting hogs all day just so you can have a chop just so you can enjoy your italian sausage no there's you know that's that's a good living so that was my experience anyway i don't know where every plant i've only worked i've only been to one place so i guess i don't know everybody maybe that dude speaks english certainly not in my very limited experience then the thing gets split and then, you know, all the sections need to be sections. And so there's a part of that where he, he t- here's the kidney guy and here's the lung guy. <laughs> here's the liver dude. And here's the, there's the, you know, that guy pulls this out and that guy cuts off the shoulder. It's all factory, right? And like uh, uh, the, the liver dude, um, the, apparently in, in, in a liver, you can cut it open. And there's this little, it was, it was like the, it was fluorescent green. Uh, this little sack of fluorescent green goo kind of deal, right? Like you could, it was certainly something that could be in a Ghostbusters movie, green. And that guy just looked at a group of us and he popped it in his mouth <laughs> and he like chewed it with a, with a, with his mouth open. I can still see all the green in his teeth. I'm gagging thinking about it now. Literally watched the dude do that. And so then you're, you know, like you can't, you can't stop and ask him at the time. It's all a conveyor deal. So you get, you're at your lunch and everybody's having lunch. And again, no English. Uh, and so you kind of got to like, hey man, you got to ask the dude who speaks English. Actually, in this case, you had to dude, you got to ask the Mexican dude who speaks English and Spanish and a little bit of whatever languages Filipino dudes speaks by the way the only guy in the in the in the county of iowa at the time who could do that certainly right so like hey man maybe you should let some people in because we need people to do jobs and just because they eat the food you don't eat doesn't make them criminals but hey man that's beside the point sorry just you know we're doing our best here so like through that dude kind of doing the best we can translation um, he did the, he did the, he did the thing with his arm where you like, you know, it's good and stiff, right? Like showing how firm it basically, his deal was every once in a while, he'd eat a liver bile sack and you know, that puts a little lead in the pencil, should we say, gives him a, gives him a, it, 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 it's pleasing to his wife. He says everything about this process, um, I would think would dry and close any vagina, if you if you got to saw if you got to see the live show and not just hear the record, you would you would be disgusted by the whole thing. I assure you. <laughs> but I don't know, man. People are weird. Maybe that's your thing. Timmy, get your ass in that plant. You eat a couple bile ducks. You get home and make me a happy woman. If that's what trips their trigger, then good for them. Saw a lot of that weird shit. Um. <laughs> Packing plants are weird things, but a lot of people would 
see that and and think oh my goodness how could you do that work but like a lot of those people eat double bacon cheeseburgers and should shut the fuck up sorry Peter. you know what's weird about working that packing plant I, I might have said this story before but i swear to god this is true so like we'd work in the barn right and uh you see so you get there so you just like this was your summer this is could it get more northwest iowa than this okay so you'd you'd party your nuts off and and like you're you know you're young so you could just drink keystone light until until four in the morning and then you pop into you pop into the barn right so you head into the barn and 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 like you gotta go you know you're herding a bunch of hogs around that's how it works and it's hot because it's july and you're covered in sweat and you know you you got to keep everything clean so everything's wet and 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 so you're just running hoses and pushing hogs down aisles that's just how the day it goes and you know and and like you're sweaty and you're and you're head to toe soaked in pig manure pig manure sweat is a certain distinct smell but you so you'd go you know five in the morning till six seven at night farm kid go 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 and you get done at in the evening and we go to there was a dude named Mark who lived in in the town of Sioux Center, and we go to his little apartment. He was the co- he was the cool older college kid. Man, I gotta get in touch with that dude. I wonder what he's up to. I hope he's doing well. But like we'd all shower at his little apartment for like as fast as you could in his little hot water heater. So we'd all take a quick shower and like basically barely rinse off the pig shit. <laughs> this would be on this would be on Wednesday nights. And we drive an hour and 10 minutes to some little, like, all-ages dance club. Not one person in this car has, uh, has any dancing ability, mind you. This is not – we're not dancers. Um, as the great POS once said in a bar, we don't dance. We just pull up our pants. And so, you know, you're trying to be, be cool and, uh, and dance, dance – be flirty with a girl, you know. But this – and I, I got to tell you, man – this is real in the late 90s if you had a mixture of pig manure the faintest pig manure mixed with whatever body wash you used and if you and if you found the perfect mixture of that and cool water cologne northwest iowa girls think you're rich And the weird 17-year-old, 18-year-old version of all of this, right? And so, like, you get them to dance with you because, like, you know, oh, it's a it's a Vandershirt. He must, and he smells like pigs. And, like, something in their northwest Iowa, I need security caveman brain is like, here's the dude. I have no, none of this, there's no science in any of this, right? I'm just going, this is a working theory, maybe. But, you know, felt pretty true while I was experiencing it. Um, That's about enough. This is a pretty long episode. It's good to be back in the rhythm of it all. Give this some bitch a like or a share or a rating. I don't, I don't really listen to them. Um, a lot of you dudes are on the iTunes. I know the iTunes has the rating system. If you haven't given this show a, 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 you know, like, I don't really give a shit if you sponsor any of the advertisers. I mean, I do, but I don't really, you know. But, you know, if if you're never going to really buy anything, you cheap some bitch. at least give me a rating. That's not going to kill you. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Hey, man, listen to this podcast. Need something other than Joe Rogan? It's not cool all of a sudden if you're not woke if you don't listen to rogan i don't that's not my reasoning i'm 800 episodes in man I, that guy's been doing this for 40 bajillion years i'm all right got my fill of rogan interesting people he talks to he's a fascinating interviewer and when you listen to a whole episode it'll be the first one to say like hey man i'm not trying to direct anything the super fans are the ones that ruin it all that's what happens in every instance maybe you can slide me in as a as an as an alternative i can't listen to joe rogan all the time I'll take 0.8% of the audience in cash. And no one's ever got to talk about ivermectin. Thanks for listening, as always. We'll see you next time. MurnockJones.com. I'm on all the social medias except for Facebook for now. And I'll see y'all later.
It's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. The Book of Murdoch. This has been a Home Slice audio production. This particular credits was recorded in Studio 2A. Executive producer is Mark. <laughs> He's in my cell phone as Mark fucking Houston. <laughs> Executive producers, Mark Houston. Engineering, Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez. And he is certainly the smartest man at Home Slice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon. And all graphic design done by our chief brand officer, Robert Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share, and you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this, and he's going to be so annoyed, and that tickles my fancy. (laughs) So leave this goddamn piece in.